0: work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because... It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Takovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacobas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tecovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tecovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovas.com. That's Tecovas, dot com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: three five one zero three zero zero and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Wind down
1: with Jana Kramer and iHeartRadio podcast.
0: Do you guys know what my name spells backwards? God <laughs> damn it. The school's
4: calling. Hold on a
0: second. <laughs> are we going to say it? Why are you laughing?
4: Anage?
0: No, try it again. Write out, write out Jana right now. Like, but don't do, don't do this. Don't do this swoop with the J. Do a straight with the J. (laughs)
4: Okay, but it doesn't really spell. You're implying that it spells anal backwards. It looks like it.
0: Yeah, everyone has been sending me, like, oh, look at your name backwards, anal. And I'm like, <laughs> I've had the name for 38 years. I'm well aware that my name spells <laughs> anal. <laughs> Did, I would have never thought. I just, it's that thing going around with the balloon, the, the right? Balloons. Yeah.
5: But yeah. you like, oh,
4: I see, like the actual mirror image of it is like behind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Got it. Well, speaking as a cram, I mean, you know, it can always be worse.
3: <laughs> cram. <laughs> Oh, Fair. Mark. <laughs> Dad joke. Dad joke. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whoa.
3: <laughs> Did
0: you have any nicknames growing up?
5: Uh, I mean, when I was a little older, people called me Kathy because I hated it. Kathy? hmm because I hate it. So my college friends called me Kathy, but no, just Cat. It's really about it. Woof. Not that that's bad. Sorry, Kathy. It's so fine. No, Kathy. Oh, sorry. You just like, <laughs> <Yeah. "No." laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not no but i mean i have Kathy. do i, do I, I have kathy? like i know older kathy i just don't seem like kathy well like you're young right it sounds like an old name but it's, also katherine like, like and kathy name. are two different names yeah for sure that's like when my friend yep. used to call me jan and i'm like my name is Jana. that's a completely don't call different me name jan Jan. I'm not six years old, you know, like...
4: But it's the same thing. Yeah, Kathy and Jan are both... Both are both boomer names.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes.
4: Yeah, yeah. My mom is Kathy. She's 77. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's Fair. like, hold, hold up here, Karens. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one would name their baby now Kathy. I mean, if you did, and I'm sorry, but, like, I don't... Think, I, don't I don't think anyone would name their baby Kathy. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I don't imagine Maybe, like... I mean, some people name like Nora. My mom's name is Nora. But well, they're coming back Nora. around. Like but like Kathy, like some what's your baby's back, name? Yeah. Kathy. Like, I just like, I don't see that. I don't know. Maybe not.
4: No. And, 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 and I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the cyclical nature of names. Right? Like I'm Mark. Yeah. My wife is Amy. There are no baby Marks. There are no baby Amys right now. Like zero. Yeah. Not happening. What you think? Mark's a biblical name. They could be like always popular, but nope. Cycle's just like everything else. And I feel like in, you know, what, 50 years, all the old folks' homes are going to be full of Ashleys and Britneys. And it's going to be weird. <laughs> That's so true.
0: And then our kids are going to be like, like well, you would actually name your son Ashley, like or whatever. <laughs> it's such an old person name, and it's like,
1: That's all right, right, all right, We're Kathy, Kathy awesome
5: calm
0: down. down. Oh my god. <laughs>
5: yeah. Speaking of, how much would it suck to have your name Karen right now?
1: Oh, mm. bad.
5: <laughs> that would be awful. Uh-huh. Sorry. Okay. Karen. I was just thinking about no, that. That's
0: amazing. Amazing point. I would change my name. <laughs> That'd be really, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Karen's. That sucks, especially if you're not a Karen. But if you're a Karen, you're a Karen.
5: But most Karen's names aren't Karen. <laughs> what do you mean? Like most actual oh, Karens, Karen's are not their Karen's. Their name's not Karen, yeah. unless you get real lucky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I liked having, like, I liked being the only Jana in school. Yeah. Like it was unique for sure. Yeah. And like Catherine, I, mean, I feel it's like not unique at all. I didn't know any Catherines. Really? I don't think
5: so. You didn't get that. How do you spell it? I mean, like every, you know, <laughs> it's like,
0: I mean, I get like that too. J A N J A N N A. Oh, I'm like, how do people not know how to spell your name? Yeah. No, you have like 3 million. Oh, I actually know one Catherine. <gasps> Time out. Everybody. Is anyone watching the bachelor? No. I heard he's, mm. I heard he's like, so I was hearing some like rumors about how he was talking to um, Susie. Is that her name? Yes. And I watched back a clip. I was like, how did they even air that? What, what was he doing? Gaslighting the hell out of her. Oh, really? Like totally not even like, and then Nick Vial came back as like, wasn't gaslighting, but it wasn't like cool. But in my opinion, I'm like, dude, that was gaslighting. And then. The the funniest thing was, maybe I'm just like whatever with it, but so I my I was talking to, actually I'll tell you afterwards, um, and the the headline was the bachelor Clinton doesn't think he gaslit Susie. I understand that it appears that way. I'm like that's also a very gaslighting, gaslighting. comment. Yeah. I understand that it appears that way. No, it actually was that way. Like you there's no way like to edit out how he was like he didn't even like he just wow. totally disregarded everything she was saying. Um, Easton you're on, do you agree <laughs> or disagree? Uh,
1: well,
4: I, I just want to say, uh, one of our other, fine I and I heard radio podcasts, the almost famous podcast interviewed, uh, Clayton. Well, the other that's, day.
0: that's the one I got the quote from, from.
4: Yeah. yeah and Ashley uh, yeah, asked him if he was gaslighting and, and he said, he's like, Well, no, because I looked up the definition of gaslighting, and that means that you're doing something uh, with nefarious purposes, and I did not do that, so therefore, it is not gaslighting. Oh my god, he's a
0: narcissist. (laughs) Oh my god. Is there intentional
5: (laughs) and non intentional gaslighting? Yeah, I I mean, yeah,
0: I was like, it doesn't. You're doing it now
4: (laughs) to me. You're gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) me. Now you're gaslighting me. You know.
0: But I'm like, so like in my mind, then I go, okay, I know this is. These are all like you know, and even our therapist jokes about this, she's like, it's, these are very big 2022 words, gaslighting, Mm -hmm. narcissist, like they're, they're overused like crazy right now. But I also think we're understanding the definition of them. And to me, it seems like he's, if he's not even acknowledging that like those were gaslighting comments and that he didn't even like, she was expressing her feelings, her thoughts, her emotions, and he just did not even like see them to me again, which shows that he's not very, empathetic at all and then to go on y'all's podcast and say that it's like to me he's just like it's like he's set in his own ways i mean he might you know be checking off some major narcissist box there's there too but i'm we like we should
4: give Catherine the full background here okay go ahead. So she was saying to him because he's the final three now yeah all right and that's when they do the uh fantasy suites right so you spend the night with each of them so she was the third of the fantasy suites mm-hmm. and susie said to him hold okay. up you know the first two were like let's get it on, let's get it on. Susie's so like hold up, did you sleep with the other two? And he's like uh yeah. <sighs> and she's saying I have a problem with that. And he's saying what? You have a problem with me sleeping with other women? If I had known that was going to be a problem for you, I might have thought about this differently. So that's the that's the 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 idea of pretending that she wouldn't care that you slept with two other people within the past week is the most offensive part of it i think (laughs) wait they aired all of this first of all Mm -hmm. well they didn't air any graphic love making but but no but i'm saying
0: that response no his his they aired all of his like his how he how he talked back to her and i'm like if if any any like good yeah exactly would be like i could totally understand how that would upset you you know, this is the unfortunate part that yeah. we're down to and, you know, like, I mean... Just completely turned it around on her. 1,000% wow. made her feel like the crazy one, which mm-hmm. is also gaslighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's
4: gaslighting, yes. I'm sorry, wow. you
0: made her feel crazy. Actually, she didn't say that, but like you made her feel crazy to have that feeling. That is the definition the defi- yeah. of fucking gaslighting, sorry. It mm-hmm. is. You were making that person feel crazy. You did not validate at all. You didn't even like... It, yeah. Wow. And then Caitlin Brissa goes, you know, she, she goes on to say, like, I saw her comment about how, well, you know, when it goes down to that, that's fine. You can have, you know, like for me too, like I would want to have sex with them because I want to know that everyone's like, everything's working down there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But if I was in the opposite, I wouldn't, I would, and if I was in Susie's position, I would be upset. I get, I get how that is totally hypocritical and totally not fair. Well, I think it's just about being able to have your feeling,
5: whether what whichever way it is. Yes. Also, agreed. You can have an opinion and not be, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he
4: I mean, yes, it's the bachelor world, right? The bachelor world is different than real life. Sure. But yes, whatever she's feeling is a valid emotion. Yeah,
5: doesn't matter what it
4: is. And
0: that's okay for her to that is totally normal for her to feel that way. And the fact that he reacted in that way is just so wrong. And I'm just like, I'm I'm not a fan Mm-mm. at all because he doesn't, it, it, because it, it, it he doesn't acknowledge it. it. That's the thing. He doesn't acknowledge it and yes. how he's handled still. it. Still. Like that he's is, had a
5: chance to come back and say, yeah, he yeah. had a
0: chance to go on one of the biggest iHeart podcasts with Ben and Ashley, and you know, like he, he's still, and he's still defended. Oh, I could see how it seems that way. No, it, there is no seems. <laughs> there's no kind of, it is how it was. Okay. So he said he's the
5: one that then came back and said, I can see how it seems that way. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's pretty (laughs)
0: bad. He should have said, I shouldn't have said that.
4: Period. Yeah. And I should have acknowledged her feelings and I should have listened. Yeah. Wow. I, I like the idea of uh, the day I proposed to my wife. If I said to her, OK, so here's the deal. <laughs> I slept with a couple other women this week. <laughs> right. And now I've decided you're the winner. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now I know. Now I know for sure it's you.
5: Like, how is this? Th- how is that life? Like, I just I, I mean, I mean, that's the fan more power to sweet. you. But now it's just not my it's not my jam. It is very hypocritical, though, of me, huh? So you're saying it's hypocritical because you would want to sleep with them to make sure things were working out down there. But what is the other side? Why are you being a hypocrite? Because I wouldn't want him to do the same. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's hypocritical.
2: (laughs) 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 But it's fair. You own it.
0: (laughs) I am owning it. (laughs) There we go. (gasps) Uh, Oh, It's funny. I would be like, just choose me. Just choose me. You don't need to sleep for other <gasps> women. Choose me.
5: Yeah. But that's, um, you I don't would like it. never make it on The
0: Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever. I would make it on either one of them. Yeah. There's no way. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I just, I really just don't like how he's handled. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The, the backlash of what he deserves, honestly. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say what he deserves. It's what I just don't like the backlash and how he's handled. I just don't like, I just, it just feels, it feels very familiar. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that he's not owning and apologizing. He's not owning anything Mm -mm. or apologizing. And I just don't, and that's triggering because that's not fair for Susie at all. And I hope she becomes a bachelorette and marries an amazing man.
4: Oh, she probably will be props to the bachelor though. This season was very quiet and now everybody's talking about the bachelor. So, Hey, they know what they're doing over there.
5: You know, at the expense of the kind of person you're going to be. You know, I don't know. That's hard. I
0: I see your point, Mark, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go, Susie. Is all I have to say. I don't. <laughs> I don't like him. Team and Susie. If If he wants to be friends with someone, I have someone he can be friends with. So they might get along. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> um, Mark scratching his head on that one. He's like, Why He's like, like
4: that one. No, I don't know what that was. So. <laughs> it's oh. fine. Don't worry about it. You're trying to hook up Clayton
0: uh, with another guy friend I know. Oh, <laughs> another
4: former. NFL Are we calling NFL? him guy friend? <laughs> I I see where you're going. Later, they'd be buddies. Yeah, they could bro out.
0: Yeah, totally bro out and not apologize for sh- they did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's good.
0: Okay. Is fine. Um, we're about to have Gabby Bernstein on. She's going to school us and make our lives better. So, let's take a break and get her on. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kovas you guys this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Takovas is your stop before attending your next concert Takovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring including men's and women's boots, apparel hats, bags and more. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots.
1: 3510300 and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
0: Oh happy day. Oh happy day. When Jesus was, when Jesus was. That's why I start singing it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're trying to figure out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "Why am I singing Happy Days?" Well, because Gabby Bernstein's book is called Happy Days. How are you guys doing? You know what? Good. We both had therapy today, so that was lovely. I had therapy today too. Oh my god, we all had therapy today. I kind of love that because we're all in a nice, clear mental. Today was like my i, I don't know. what You all's therapy session was. We can all go around around the room. Mine was. Actually, mine is it. Mine is later. Oh, it's <laughs> later. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can say what you're bringing to therapy if you want, but no, I—mine was like I just needed to like own a bunch of stuff today to my therapist. You know? Oh, yeah. Got that? Does it feel good? Yeah. After. It feels great because yeah. she goes. You know what? She's like, not many people can actually come into therapy and tell like the full truth. So I was like, I don't think I told
3: my therapist the truth for, for like a decade.
0: Right. Same. I was like, she's the, she's the first therapist that I've ever been honest mm-hmm. with. I've all like, I've always been like teetering on, like there's, I would leave out something or I wouldn't say, well, yeah, I actually did do, I did cheat on that person or yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've always like teetered on like
3: telling that's, the truth. That's because you're now, it's like all about where you're at. You can tell the truth when you feel safe in your truth. Right, oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. What was yours today? More AMDR. AMDR. It was, oh, you good. Know. Good. yeah, that was good. You. <laughs> helping you.
5: Yeah, and I'm actually surprised because I'm kind of a very uh, well, I'm not kind of I'm a very guarded person, so I'm actually been surprised how well it's gone.
0: Yeah, because that's that you gotta get. Because even yeah. I have a
5: hard time with EMDR. Yeah, I like, think she was worried it wouldn't really work well with me, but uh-huh.
0: it it does. It works.
5: Have
3: you guys explained to your listeners what EMDR is? Do you want me yes. to tell you? But you know but it? but re- refresh
0: our listeners because we okay we, cool yeah because yeah.
3: it's it it's so funny that we're starting the conversation about what therapy was like today because literally that's just exactly when I, I I just put out this book Happy Days which we'll talk about and my joke with my therapist is who do you think is going to play you in the movie? Because <laughs> she's like the number one role in this book other than me. Aww. And you know that through line of, of therapy throughout our life is such a massive game changer for what we can show up as now. And so for EMDR, which was a huge part of my therapy practice, I will drive home what that is for everybody. It's eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And so what happens is, is when we stimulate the bilateral brain functioning, whether it's with moving your eyes back and forth or having a buzzer in either hand or a buzzer in either ear, the brain opens up its window of tolerance to reprocess old traumas, old phobias, patterns that we've been stuck in and literally bring us out new. (laughs) Depending on how big T the trauma is, if it's a big T trauma or a small T trauma, if it's a smaller, bigger T trauma, like being sexually abused or living through a a catastrophic event or having, you know, an alcoholic parent or a small T trauma could be often considered being bullied as a small T trauma, but that's actually in my opinion, a big T trauma, but depending on how big or small the T in your trauma the longer it may take with the EMDR journey, but it works. You feel relief immediately.
0: Yeah, I did. So, I did EMDR with for my anxiety, and like that was like a game changer because yeah. I like was having real bad anxiety um, a couple of years ago. But I will also say to add to this point, and which I want to then go into your book is um, my anxiety. I mean, I still <sighs> okay had like a minor one but like I have not had hardly any anxiety post-divorce and I thought my anxiety would be the most post-divorce because I Mm. you know I was I'd be alone and this and all the things that I feared but it's like I think when you remove things that are I realize I'm like oh wow that was making me have a lot more anxiety all the like the toxicity and the you know the all just all of it you know so I think that was like R- really eye-opening for me, like holy crap, I don't have the anxiety that I had for the last however many
3: years. Well, yeah, you were living in a state of hypervigilance. Yeah, explain that. So you're you were constantly on high alert. Yes. There you go. And like in the trenches and yeah. At when war. you don't know when you don't know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. right? So the you know, we all have have different attachment styles. And when our attachment styles are activated in relationships, particularly romantic relationships, it can really put us into a state of terror, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let's say if you were feeling insecure in that relationship, which we understand that insecure attachment, that anxious attachment of what am I going to get today i got to, you know, fawn and cling to keep it, or I've got to, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but just speaking on behalf of the anxiously attached, trying to, trying to stay, uh, t- trying to hold something that may be falling apart or whatever it may be, puts you into that loop of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And in that anxiety loop, you create this full-blown body hypervigilance. The somatic experience of that is like constant state of stress constant state of, of terror, which then shows up in your body as anxiety, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. may have, maybe have, maybe it caused other physical issues too. I mean, that happens for many of us like gastro issues or neck issues or back pain. Mm-hmm. There's so yeah. much that, that comes out of that chronic state of anxiety. Yeah. I and mean, I think I remember one of my, I mean, shoot, someone got, um, her husband
0: was a sex addict. She ended up getting cancer. I mean, cause it's just like what the stress that mm-hmm. anxiety causes on your body. And that's right.
3: That's right. It's, That's right. I that mean, chronic state of that chronic state of uh, of being in fight or flight. Okay, yeah, you know, what am I going to have to find out today?
0: Yeah, but happy days. Let's go to happy days. <laughs> Tell me everything about it. I'm so excited. I I've, I've ordered it on Amazon. I cannot wait to read it. So what can I? What can mean? Well, it's exactly what we're talking about
3: right here, right now. I mean, you guys right. went right for it. It's happy days, but it's the guided path from trauma mm. to profound freedom and inner peace. In the book, I talk about my journey of remembering, first of all, when I first got clean and sober, I got sober at 25. I didn't understand why I was a cocaine addict. And then putting down the drugs, I picked up workaholism and I Mm. picked up codependency and all of the other ways that we run. And when I was 36 years old, I was... By that point in my life, you know, I'd written six or seven books, I'd been on Oprah, I'd had all these big life accomplishments, but I was dying on the inside. Why? Well, I didn't know. Mm. And I kept questioning and I was brave enough to wonder, you know, what is behind this? And I was having panic attacks and meltdowns and cracking and cracking and cracking. And a few months into that, I had a dream. And the dream was of being sexually abused as a child and confronting it as an adult. When I woke up, I was like, no way, never going to look at that again. Don't want to talk about that again. No. And a few days later in therapy, my therapist and I started to talk about some things we'd never spoken about before. And I remembered, I had the full body remembrance of a dissociated memory of being abused as a child. And so that was the moment of recognizing, oh, that's what I've been running from. That's the impermissible. That's the exiled part of me. And I was 36. And that also was the day that I began the journey of really the undoing, the undoing and the reprocessing through EMDR, through somatic experiencing, through internal family systems therapy, which I'd love to introduce you guys to if you don't know about it yet, through spiritual practices, through body-based work, and all of that's in the book. Literally, this is your book. You guys are going wow. to fucking love it. Yeah. I'm so excited. And it's the whole, it's my whole guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. And I keep saying out loud that, like, there's literally no fucking way in hell that I would put my name on this cover and my face on this cover with that subtitle if I wasn't on the other side and living that subtitle of profound freedom and inner peace. And so, this is like the, trauma cliff notes of what to do when you're in that moment of facing into your truth.
0: But like A, that's amazing. The other part of me is like, how do you get there though? Like I'm like, what like tell it's like tell me the like because it's like I want to be the girl on the cover of that
3: book, you know? Yeah. That's actually really um beautiful vision, Jana, is I want to be the girl on the cover of that book. In the beginning, I actually asked the reader to write a vision statement of like, what does it feel like? Where are you going? Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of cool that you just went there. I... We'll tell you, it begins with having the willingness to accept and recognize that you've been running, that there are some ways that you've been running and anxiety is actually another form of running from the pain and the suffering. It's sort of a, what in internal family systems is known as a protector part Mm -hmm. and to witness and notice all of the ways that we've been acting out, whether it be addictive patterns or uh, because truly, you know, underneath all addiction is trauma. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I'm sure you're very familiar with Mm -hmm. that. So we build up all these coping mechanisms, which I refer to in my training with IFS as protector parts, protection. Mm -hmm. So workaholism, drug addiction, sex addiction, love addiction, um, anxiety, even physical pain is like another protector part to avoid having to face the exiled impermissible child parts of shame and trauma, big T or small T. And so the first step is really witnessing and noticing all the ways that you've been habitually in these patterns of numbing down, pushing down and anesthetizing the impermissible. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into the chapter of becoming brave enough to wonder. And I very gently take the reader by the hand and just help them begin to acknowledge and notice what might be underneath that suffering. And all, all along the way, I'm constantly guiding back to different therapeutic models so that they can get the resources and support. And take it further and talk about how trauma affects the body and the somatic experience and, and how we hide behind the body. Mm, mm-hmm. I go into uh, a lot of body-based practices in the book. And in the next chapters that come, I talk about internal family systems therapy and how we can reparent ourselves. I also, of course, talk about EMDR mm-hmm. and I give EMDR practices that somebody can do in real time, I'll give you one right now. So if you're not, if you don't have the privilege of having an EMDR therapist yet or ever, here's a practice. So it's called rage on the page Mm. where you journal for 20 minutes. This is based on the work of a doc. Well, the, the, the journaling method is my girlfriend, Nicole gave me this method based on the work of John Sarno, who was a mind body doctor that really focused on the psychosomatic effects of our trauma. And so meditate for 20 minutes, excuse me, journal for 20 minutes. It's called, I called it rage on the page. So get your shit out for 20 minutes in your journal mm-hmm. and then meditate for 20 minutes for the reprocessing mm-hmm. all the while listening to EMDR music. So I've got a whole, we can put this in your show notes, but I have like a whole playlist for the EMDR music and letting it just, just be that bilateral brain stimulation back and forth, back and forth, back and forth while you're raging on the page, getting it all out. And then in the 20 minutes of meditation, reprocessing. Mm-hmm. So that's just a practice in there. That's an example that's of many really cool. practices in the book. But that's one that people could begin to do and use the EMDR safely on their own. Yeah. I've been I've been writing a
0: bunch. So that would be helpful. I'll incorporate those other two things because I think I leave it just with the rage. <laughs> and I don't mm. I don't then uh recover.
3: Mm. And you're writing re- a book right now, right? I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay. So when in your lifetime you decide to write a book, I really recommend doing some of the EMDR meditations when you're done with your writing process. Because when you write, I know whatever book you write is going to be very deep mm-hmm. and it can also be re-traumatizing and triggering to do so. So just make sure you take care of yourself with that kind of music afterwards and obviously like book ending with therapy and things like that. Yeah. Writing this book for me was extremely activating. And it was for activating for all my loved ones and publishers and everyone that 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 read it. You know, let me read you guys the introduction just for a second, like three paragraphs just to give you a sense of what happened when I wrote this book. Oh no. You know what might come. Introduction, the truth about this book. We're anxious for you, Gabby, said my publisher after reading the first pass of the manuscript. It feels too vulnerable they continued. You're revealing one difficult moment after the next. You're not showing your true strength. My ability to be this vulnerable is my true strength, I responded. The conversation carried on with several moments of tears, passionate explanations defending the manuscript, mixed with mutual agreement and love. While this was a challenging conversation to have, it was necessary. This book is different from the eight that came before. This book reveals parts of me that I'd never known were there until I started this writing process. This book tells the story of how to survive and thrive. This is my story of recovering from trauma. Wow. Wow.
0: Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's you guys, this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Kova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel hats, bags, and more. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots.
1: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
0: Uh, okay, I will never forget when my, when my editor called me because I had a, we had a second book deal. mean me and Max and then obviously that went away and I told her what I wanted to write and she's like, well, I think you should wait until like, you're like happy and in a new relationship. And I was like, I don't want to touch on like a guy in my next book. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, look at me. I'm happy now. I'm, I'm in a relationship and I've got it all figured out because of X. And so I think there's something so beautiful about like the vulnerability that you share. And I think people are scared of that it doesn't mean that you're weak or you're not strong. It means that you're so freaking strong, you know, because Mm. you're sharing it and you're, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're relating to so many people. Like I think what I love about it is like when I, whenever I read books, I'm like, I don't want to know how, just like how you figured it out. Like I want to know like what you went through Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. how you got to like Mm -hmm. where you're at now. And then also like, I also want to know too from you, Gabby, like, yes, you have happy days and you've worked through your unfortunate trauma and your anxieties. But it's like, I also want to know, like I've been in therapy for however, 14 plus years. And it's like, I also want to know that like, it's normal that things still come up and that I still have to face it. And like, I'm not just like, Oh, I'm great. And I'm free. And I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm like, I can't like, cause, or maybe I didn't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to forever be growing and healing and learning and maybe things will past trigger me and stuff like that like
3: yeah i guess i can say that while i can put my face on this cover and say that i am on the other side mm-hmm. i still have therapy at five forty five tonight sure i'm still shining the crystal that is me sure i'm still m- focusing on strengthening the practices that i have in my internal mm-hmm. landscape and being able to really use life as a opportunity to get closer and closer to these methods mm-hmm. and live them and know them in my heart. And I don't think that we stop but I do think that there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Because I do know what it was like living in trauma and PTSD and working through it and not thinking that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, not thinking that there was ever a way I could feel safe in my body, not believing that I could ever feel safe in my uh, letting people in more closely, being more vulnerable with close people in my life. And now I can. So I really want to give voice to recovery Mm -hmm. and to what it looks like to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. And then really acknowledge, you know, like uh, I've been in sober recovery for 16 years. I still refer, refer to myself as an alcoholic and a drug addict because we don't want to forget where we came from. We don't want to forget mm. what we are capable of. But I have addressed the root cause condition of that addiction and being on the other side of the addiction and now the trauma. I want to remember and I want to stay close and I want to when it, I always say when things get good, keep keep working harder. <laughs> because yeah. you want to yeah. really maintain and sustain that level of peace and inner freedom.
0: So is it when someone says like, you know, to stop, you know, bringing up the past and like it's shameful and stuff. So that it's like when someone is still ha- has their shame a hold of them, like, what does that? What does that mean? Does that mean that they, you know, they haven't w- worked through it or?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a chapter in the book called Speaking the Unspeakable. Okay and it's all about shame. And it helps the reader recognize their shame response. Because we all have different types of shame responses depending and maybe we have we have many. <laughs> I can I can share with you some of them and facing our shame is the most shame is the most impermissible feeling. Mm-hmm. And so facing into that shame can be horrifying, terrifying. I did a workshop on this last week and it was like people got really triggered and activated uh, when they just even acknowledged mm-hmm. that shame mm-hmm. and gave voice to it. And so we have these different ways of avoiding and pushing and running from the shame. So denying the shame, right? Saying like, oh, that never happened. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Or things were a lot better than I, than I, than I said or anything like that, right? Um, attacking others. So when we feel shame-triggered, and we go into that shame response, what our initial response could be to go attack back because we don't want to face what's within. So projecting out what we don't want to look at. Mm-hmm. And there's attack yourself, right? Oh, I'm a, my mantra for many, many years was I'm a piece of shit. Mm. That was literally the what I said to myself on a daily basis. Even while writing multiple self-help books, I still... But I want to really identify this because that's what my publishers were saying. They're like, we're nervous because you're being so vulnerable. You're not sharing your true strength. And they were right in a way because I wasn't showing that I was able to be strong and I was able to be a presence and a source of light in people's lives. And I was able to be an expression of spiritual truth and be a spiritual teacher and show up in those ways while going through so much. Mm -hmm. You're, Jenna, you're a great example of that. You know, it's like, you were still in the pursuit of freedom and sharing the truth and bringing light, even in the midst of some of your darkest moments. Mm-hmm. And I find it so fascinating that we're back here right now, guys. Mm-hmm. When we first spoke was like the week that you were uh, talking about your divorce. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and you know I, I will say it's then. I mean, it's, it's it's almost been a year since my divorce, and. Just like seeing the light and seeing how different I am. It's like there is light. But in that moment, you're like, there's no light. I'm going to be in this pain forever.
3: But even your bravery to speak out that soon, um, but, but even your bravery to just to tell the truth about where you were at mm-hmm. was a step closer to that light. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it in the moment when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. But being able to give voice to these truths.
0: Yeah. It's ugly. It's, how do you deal with um walking through this in your
3: relationship? Is it hard? In my for- marriage? Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, my my husband edits my books um after my my editor at the publishing house. I have an in-house editor and then it goes to Zach and then it goes to the publisher. Mm-hmm. And he was really triggered by this book. Mm-hmm. I talk about my suicidal, my experience with suicidal postpartum depression. That was like super activating for him because it was trauma for him too, living through that. And truly the the 15 years that we've been together he's lived through my trauma journey and that's also traumatizing for him mm-hmm. so we do a lot of work we do a lot of work on our relationship we do a lot of work um, we practice internal family systems therapy which i'm trained in now and we have this powerful practice of being able to witness each other in these different parts of who we are so when I'm seeing him activated, I can be like, "Oh, that's a child part that's super activated right now." And rather than raging at him, I can have compassion towards him. Mm-hmm. That's major. Yeah. What would be?
0: Um, oh, when I was talking to my therapist today too, I was telling her like, you know, it is just it's hard being in a relationship post a healthy relationship after everything and how do you like what would you say to like me or other women that like are in that next relationship um to like not let the anxiety of a what if or i don't want to be duped again or like hmm. um or like manifesting or i don't know i just i feel like it's just like really hard to like feel like it's real
3: sure so so a lot of it is about forgiving your ex Forgiving my ex. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I'll tell you
0: something, Gabby. Let me say this. I do not want an apology from him anymore. That's that's what I wanted for uh, like a year. Mm -hmm. I do not want an apology from him anymore because I don't, I won't, A, I won't believe it. And B, I don't think he'll ever apologize. I've kind of gotten to a place now where I actually don't even want it. And I can like say that and like really mean that. Right. Great. But and I do have a hard time forgiving someone that
3: doesn't acknowledge for- the abuse. Wow, yeah. That's tough. That's tough, yeah. I guess forgiveness comes from the seed of compassion because and I'm not suggesting that you push yourself into this, but it does help in your future relationships and your mm-hmm. current new relationship. Okay. Because forgiveness dissolves the history. Because when we don't have forgiveness, we're taking the past and projecting it onto the present and mm-hmm. the future. Yeah, but through forgiveness, we can dissolve those past experiences and be present in the present without yeah. bringing the baggage with us. So, the the one of the clearest pathways to forgiveness is through compassion. And so, I'm going to speak about your ex, and I hope this isn't triggering. But I'm going to speak about him as a as someone I know. Not I don't literally know him at all but someone who I have tremendous compassion for, and you may not be here yet, Jenna, right? But I just want to speak on behalf of one addict to another. When we become addicted, we are in what is known as like a firefighter protector state. And and we are doing whatever we can to numb out impermissible feelings from our history. Go ahead. I was just going
0: to say, that's not what i want him to like that's not the piece that i've already forgiven him i forgive him on the that attic part it's the okay. other stuff
3: it's not being able to own up to the his his ways of being is that correct the yeah the like the, the abusiveness behind it all let's take let's take that even further then someone who could be that abusive and not own up to it is seriously suffering Okay. Is ser- the mother, someone who could be that abusive and not own up to it and not care for the mother of his children is in a extreme amount of pain and suffering and is extraordinarily f terrorf- terror, filled with terror at the fact of facing those truths. Or maybe I'm just crazy because he seems to be happy. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> one of the ways that we push down our shame is denial and dissociation. Uh-huh. And so... He, this this man, there's no way that he's not living with a lot of impermissible shame, and so his way of coping potentially, and God bless him, is through denial and dissociation, creating a new storyline. It wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad. Everything is okay. I'm going to show myself that everything is not bad. Mm-hmm. That's one coping fault. mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight up, so diso- and then also another of shame response is to attack back, to blame and shame the other. Mm-hmm. His extraordinary shame is too painful and too impermissible to feel into. That all he can do to survive is to blame and shame you. Mm -hmm. So my point is not that 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 this is up for you, right? That's not my point. This like you've been through so much. You are so strong. You are so brave. My my point is that he is severely suffering. Sure. So to have compassion, which then leads to forgiveness he just started to practice to lean into what he must, wh- how hard it must be to live in that shame. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I can, I can, right away. You, yeah. you just shift it instantly. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that sucks. Right. Yeah. That really, really sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That really sucks. Right. Like, you know, right now we all want to like, rage.
0: and it's not excusing. I want to say it's still not an, ex- it's not excusing oh, no, anything. No, no, it's no, not no.
3: like, no. yeah. Forgiveness does not mean that you excuse the behaviors. Yes. Forgiveness means that the behaviors no longer run your world. Yes. 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 I like that.
5: And I feel like you used to, I mean, I understand it's different now because you're not divorced anymore, but you were really good at being in that place for him and being compassionate
3: towards Wait, his I'm not shame. divorced anymore. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? No, no,
5: no. You're divorced now. You <laughs> yeah. were not divorced then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, it was so easy for you. In in my perspective, I felt like it was so easy for you to have compassion for him Mm -hmm. in the midst of all of this and to feel you would talk about his shame and you understood that he was in his shame. So I just feel like now, if you could, in a way, put yourself back there Mm -hmm. and kind of go back to where you did have compassion for him, Mm -hmm. um, I think that could be relatively easy for you. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because you were very compassionate towards him.
3: Yeah. And also understanding his shame response and having this new level of awareness of like, oh, this guy is living in so much shame that he's using multiple different shame responses to to stay alive pretty mm-hmm. much. Right. So he's got his attack back and shame and blame to you. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to feel what's in. And then he's also got his denial and dissociation. Mm hmm. And he definitely has attacking himself, which he does not share openly or publicly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's probably carrying all the shame responses. There's more, and so just to sort of have a greater level of awareness of the suffering and the human condition of suffering and the ways that it plays out, is is a path to forgiveness because the yeah. more we understand yeah. others, the more we can recognize ourselves in them, and the more that we can have compassion towards them.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's that's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to write about that one. Yeah. I like that one. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's you guys, this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to is your stop before attending your next concert. Kova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by our local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots.
1: and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
0: I know it's not an easy answer. I mean, shoot, I have been searching for it for years. I mean, obviously it's gotten better, but uh, you know, struggling with anxiety. And I I hold myself back from doing things that I want to do. Like, for example, I'm up for something. I can't say what it is, but it would really, really, really push me mentally, physically. And the one piece that I don't want to do it is I'm like, well, what if I have an anxiety attack or my anxiety and I I can't do it? So it's like, is there something that like, and I know anxiety was just fear of, hmm. is that it? Is it fear of the unknown you, or fear um- of what's?
3: Would you want to work? Okay. So I'm, I'm trained in IFS, which is a, which is a model about getting connected to these protector parts of ourselves and Mm -hmm. helping them relax. Would you want to do like a two minute practice with me to just talk to the anxiety? Is that comfortable or safe for you right now? It's not about going into the anxiety. It's just kind of getting to know what it needs. Sure. Okay. We'll be safe. Don't worry. (laughs) Sure. It's super safe, actually. So where do you notice the, it's almost right now that we have the fear of the anxiety. We don't even have to talk about the anxiety. I'm seeing the fear of the anxiety. Is Mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk to the fear of the anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? Where do you notice that in your body? It's like an elephant sitting on me. Elephant sitting on you. Okay. Really good descriptive word. (laughs) Thank you. And this fear, where is it in the room? Like, is it, Next to you, is it in you? Is it it's just it's, it's
0: all color? like in,
3: in my chest? It's in yeah. your chest, like here, the
0: box. It's a box, it's a rectangle. It really, it's good. Okay. Is there a color? Red. It was black, red. but it turned red because I think your shirt. I don't know.
3: Okay. And now just check in with it. Is there anything else that is being revealed about this fear of anxiety?
0: So Yes. And no. Okay. The only reason I say yes is because uh, like my like first past relationship or whatever, cause he was on top of me. And so whenever I feel like my chest tight, like that anxiety, just, it just, I go, I, it triggers me back to that moment of like, I can't escape. So I'm like, I'm stuck and I'm trapped, which yeah, like i am just
3: trapped. Okay. Okay. So the part of you that feels trapped, can it, Can it step aside for a moment and just like have a cup of coffee outside? Love it. We're going to have a tea later. Yeah. Okay. Like Go have some tea and we'll, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Cause we want to talk to the fear, right? Mm -hmm. Now bring your attention back to that fear and just notice anything else that comes up about it. Anything. Is there an age? Is there a gender? When you think about the fear of anxiety? No, nothing else. Okay. Mm -mm. Is it just sort of an energy? How would you describe it? I think it's
0: just like, um. it's just kind of there. It's like a little like devil, you know, it's like a devil on the right shoulder. Because it's like, because I've done so much freaking work about therapy, but it's still, there's still like a little piece just like always hanging on, like
3: mm.
0: not letting me you- fully live like without any, but I'm like, does everyone have like, don't you have anxieties or no? Like things that will like hold you back that you'd be scared well, to there's do. There's a part
3: of you right sure. now, Jenna, that's coming up. That's that's trying to deflect. calling so <laughs> I mean, me is so a listen. Yeah, can we ask the deflector to go have some tea too? <laughs> I'm not going to get
0: the deflector's going to go have a go have, have, have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, deflector! That's, that's a great idea. Okay. An American Spirit Yellow Pack. Oh, I miss it. Beautiful. Okay, go for it. Enjoy it. Now. Does this part of you, the fear of anxiety, do, how do you, Jana, feel towards this part of you? Oh, I hate it. You hate it. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it just makes me answer. feel
0: like weak, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I hate it. I don't, I don't like even like bringing it up because it's like.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't does like.
3: The fear, I, does the fear of the anxiety know that you're here? with it yeah Mm -hmm. how does it feel towards you we're pals repels you no no we're pals you guys are pals yeah okay okay you're like am I your most complicated case (laughs) ever (laughs) no not at all so you and your anxiety are pals but you Jenna feel towards it you hate it yeah okay okay I want to send a little bit of compassion and love to your fear of anxiety, your fear of the anxiety, because it's working really hard. Mm-hmm. It's working really hard to keep you safe mm-hmm. from impermissible anxiety. So I just want to send a thank you to it for its efforts. Okay. If that fear of anxiety wasn't doing this extreme job of just, you know, making you crazy and making you hate it and working so hard, what else would it be doing right now? I mean, if it wasn't
0: there, I would not. I I, I mean,
3: I I give it um, I give it energy. OK, so it'd be giving you back some energy if it wasn't so extreme. Yeah. Yeah. OK what else would this part of you be doing if it wasn't having to be in this extreme role of, try, of keeping you on alert
0: i mean it could it could be like my support
3: Hmm. Mm. beautiful so if it was supporting you what is that what does that look like to you it would what basically the- oh.
0: be like my it would basically be like, you got this, like mm. you're going to be fine. Like nothing's going to happen. And if it does, we'll work through it. Mm. Beautiful. Like you can it's- get on the expressway and not have a panic attack. You will be fine. <laughs> you know? Okay. okay. Beautiful. Okay. Cause I still can't drive on an expressway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I'm going to have a panic attack and I'm going to be
3: trapped. and then I'm, ah! <laughs> So if it was supporting you, is there a place in your world that you feel supported? Yeah. Like my friends. At- with your friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. Could you invite this fear of anxiety to, to queendom? It's our group chat. Yeah. 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 Sit on the sofa with you guys and like drink some wine and just chill. Mm -hmm. Can you just visualize that for just a second? As we wrap up this process, just notice what it feels like to bring the fear of anxiety to your crew of your, your girl gang and your people. How does it feel when it's with you guys?
0: I kind of want to love on it.
3: Mm, There we go, Jenna. Thank you. (laughs) When you want to love on it, what would you say towards it? You're okay. You're fine.
0: Like I got you. Like it's all going to be okay. You're safe.
3: Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. You're safe. Okay. Can you make a commitment to your fear of anxiety that the next time you notice it, you can bring it to the sofa and your, your sweats and your girls and your wine and, You can hang out and just visualize what that would look like.
0: Yeah, I'll do that.
3: Or I'll DM you, one of the two. (laughs) Maybe for the sake of this moment, you make the commitment. Okay, I'll make the commitment. Okay, yes, (laughs) yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'll bring it into queendom. And so right now you can feel into that feeling of feeling love towards it. Yeah, now my chest isn't as heavy. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Gab. God, I love you. Yeah, we always, you know, you're so fun to, to do work with. Like last time we tapped and now yeah, we did this. Yeah, the tap Super open. And what you did, just to explain to your listener what just happened. So by by noticing and giving voice to and focusing on the part, that part of you and seeing it as like something separate from you, not you. It's not you. It's a part of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And being and bring, giving voice to it and asking all those other protectors that we're trying to get in the way to step aside and have a coffee and a cigarette or <laughs> tea and a cigarette. We were able to have a conversation and connect to and create a direct line of connection from your adult resourced, undamaged self to the fear part. Mm -hmm. And the same way you would speak to your children is how you were speaking at the end to this part. Like, you're good. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. You're safe with me. Mm -hmm. And so this is a process of becoming your own internal parent. Mm -hmm. And bringing that fear back to safety. I love that. The more you really create that established direct line of connection to that fear, you won't have a panic attack. Because often panic attacks come on because of the fear of the panic attack. Mm -hmm. Yep. 1,000%. 1,000%. So really, you just got to work with the fear and just invite it to come back to the couch and just take care of it. Extend compassion towards it.
0: Okay. Gabby, I love you. Um. Uh, our listeners tell them everything the book where they can get it obviously i just got mine on amazon but
3: go for it and by the way i mean i must have a book on the way to you guys so just stay stay open to whatever is in the mail (laughs) um um, yeah you know the books on amazon it's it's called happy days the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace it's never been more of a timely topic than Mm -hmm. today and i believe that we all deserve to know one that we're not alone in our suffering Mm -hmm. And to to be given the guided path out. And so that's my prayer and my intention for this book. I really hope it helps people create a lot of uh, serenity and self-soothing and support. I love that. And then they can find you at on Instagram. I'm at dear, I'm at at Gabby Bernstein on Instagram. I have a podcast that I call Dear Gabby, where I workshop people like I've had the privilege of doing here with Jana. And yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: All right, Gab, thank you so much. I
3: appreciate you. I love you, sweetheart.
0: Love you, babe. Thank you. Appreciate your heart.
3: Also, one thing I'm coming. This is not for the show, but I'm coming to um, Nashville. Nashville. When? I think in April. I'll send you the date. Yeah.
0: Send it to me. Text it to me.
3: It would be fucking awesome to hang out with you. I would love
0: it. Yeah. Have a tea or something. Tea. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Tea and a cigarette. <laughs> you know
3: no. what I'm not, I'm not opposed okay um <laughs> i haven't had one so long um that, that would, would be my advice like if there was like something if i was like at a party and like everyone was like doing coke in the corner i'd be like can i have a cigarette <laughs> yeah. there you go <laughs> well let let me know
0: seriously i'd love to see you It'd be, fun. be really fun love to hug you okay friend and i
3: definitely i'm gonna make sure your books are over there for you guys okay? yeah
0: well i ordered one too but i love you
3: okay i'll okay, take one right. okay <laughs> okay all right <laughs> bye girl see bye. ya bye.
0: Oh, I love her. She's so sweet. She's great. Yeah, she's great. She's just got like a really good heart, mm-hmm. you know, like she's been through some stuff. And I feel like you can either go like one way or the other. Sure. And like, obviously she's taken, you know, she's used her pain for good and help, helping others. So I, There's so much hope in that,
5: you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just really good for people to yeah, see that there's
0: light at the end of the tunnel. But I also like to know that like, it's not just like, oh yeah, like I don't have any struggles anymore because that's right. like where I'm get like I'm like are you like happy think, hi- every day
5: <laughs> well I'm sure not but I think people yeah. really do have to see or they're not going to put in the work yeah like I know for me if I didn't believe that there was some kind of light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. I don't know that I would put in all the work right you know what I mean it's almost like being on a diet totally right yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, why you do it? If, a, yeah, a have you heard my stomach growling the entire
0: time? I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I mean, I'm eating. Don't worry. It's just time for me to eat, right? But I mean, for for you, it's like right. It's like that same like you have to know that there's like because if not, that's what you're just gonna keep. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's hard. It's definitely
0: yeah. You've got an, to
5: put the work in. For a lot of people, you have to know you have to have that hope of what's at the end of it. Yes, it's still going to be struggling. Even if you lose the weight, you're still going to struggle, and you're still going to have hard days, and you're mm-hmm. still going to. But you have. I feel like people have to hear that part of it, mm-hmm. or they're not going to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally know what you and have I, to hear, yeah. Yeah. and I know what you're saying because yeah. you want to hear. Wait, you were just fixed, and everything's just better because, yeah. like, I've been doing this for how long, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not fixed. You know, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, especially new to therapy they have to hear that hopeful. Yes. Like what is going to end up at the end for me?
0: I mean, same, you know, I mean, same. That's like yeah. why I like read books and that's why I like, mm-hmm. I, you know, cause it's like, I want to know that like things can work out from right. like bad things. Sure. Like I want to know that like, and which is like why, you know, I like mm-hmm. sharing. It's like, Hey, look at like, you can move on from divorce. And it's mm-hmm. like, but in the moment when you have your friends, Catherine being like, you're going to get through this. I'm like, no, I'm right. not. It's not, so hard not. to see yeah, it 100%. in the like moment.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because it's like, I'm sure like, it's almost like, like I said, go back to, going back to like starting a diet, it's like, I'm sure you don't want to start it because it's like, no. it's hard to like start. it. It's hard to start therapy. It's hard to start like, mm-hmm. but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that is, I think the like driving home. Yeah. There is hope. You there is You have to believe light. that's there. Yeah. For sure. Or why would you keep going? Or why would you start? Yeah. because if there's sure. if there's not a light or hope at the end, then who would start anything? Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's almost easier to start
5: than to keep going sometimes mm. in both senses, <laughs> the diet and the therapy, because it's hard work.
0: And yeah. And yeah. To so keep it's going like, you got to gotta keep it. going. Yeah. It's like, I was talking to a, a girlfriend at dance and, she, you know, they're having like some issues in, in their marriage and she was like, it's easy, not easy to start, but like it started and it's good. But then it's like to continue Mm -hmm. like doing the things that we need or whatever. It's like, then you just kind of fall back or you fall off the diet or you fall off, you know, Mm -hmm. the the therapy or whatever. And it's like, then you're back to like the dark again. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get through. There's going to be light at the end of the tunnel because there is, there always is. I've never seen a tunnel where it doesn't Exactly. I mean, unless you're like on the, I mean, shoot, even in Shawshank there, you got through the tunnel, like he dug a tunnel and then there even was, in, there Shawshank. was, I'm serious. There was the the nice man yeah. afterwards and, you know, but anyways, all right, squirrel moment. See you guys
3: next week. <laughs> Bye. I
0: actually just got her book in the mail. And so I'm, I'm pretty pumped to, to start reading that because I was hooked. I'm hooked yeah. by the intro. It's going to be good. It's going to be really it. good. Um, Okay, so there's exciting things happening. Windown is going on the road. Got some Nashville, Atlanta, and Chicago dates. So go to Well, com. Com. <laughs> Sometimes it's net. <laughs> it's not it's net. Not Catherine. It it's not Sometimes it's like, like literally net been, like.
5: That has been your website for at least 10, 11 years. Is it, is it on the website? com Dot
0: com. Backslash tour. Oh, there you go. Thanks, manager. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be a good time taking some some girls out. I
4: have a follow up on something we talked about earlier. Okay. the Karens. Mm -hmm. It turns out Karens are not the most likely people to exhibit Karen like behavior. Maybe the name (laughs) is not fair.
5: That's what I said.
4: Karens. Research says that the most Karen-like behavior goes to women named Louise.
5: I was just going to say Lisa. <laughs> Louise. That <was> That's <laughs> Louise. my daughter's middle name. Is it? <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh.
4: It's fine. We don't that. Followed by Anne and Jane. Oh, my God. And Anne Both is Jana, my middle name.
0: And <laughs> Mark. <laughs> okay, stop being a Mark.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start that.
0: Jan. I don't... Mm.
4: Well, the the male version Jane. of the Karen is the Ken, so...
5: Wait, hold on. Did you say Jane, Louise, Jane, and Anne? Is that that's all your name? My middle name is Anne. Used to be uh-huh. Ramsey's middle name is Jane, <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Emmy's is
0: Louise. Well, it sounds like it's you're really my family. Y'all are a Karens. <laughs>
5: sounds like it.
3: <laughs> the Aww, true definition of Karens. Well,
0: good to. It's good to know to all those people out there. Looks like you're the real Karen. In your defense, <laughs> the real Karens. Um, all right. I got nothing else. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Bye. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort.
4: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.